So I would define delegation as total trust, trust that somebody on your team, he or she is going to do the job and do it at 100%, get it done. And they are willing to go the extra mile to not disappoint you as an owner and not disappoint the client. They know and they have the wherewithal to just do whatever it takes to complete a job. They also take a lot of pride in it. So, which is great. And that totally goes a long way. And I think that's where us as, as business owners really can develop that trust within our team. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hey everyone, it is a great day here at Estimate Rocket Radio and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen, I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket and I am always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the Leader of Education and Engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey Chris, how are you? I'm good. Maybe my voice isn't feeling as dynamic Aww. as it usually does. But I told you to earlier though that you sound adorable, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, we are super excited today to talk with Doug Yeager of Wonderwall Painting. They're celebrating nine years of an extremely successful painting business out of Columbus, Ohio. You'll be able to tell right away that Doug is a very authentic guy who's trying to do the right thing in his company, trying to do right by people and be profitable. We talk with him about delegation. That's one of the first things you start learning when you're growing. You have to get the right people in the right place doing the right thing. You have to be able to trust them. But as a leader and owner in your company, you have to be present somewhat. We talk about how to strike that balance so you're not over-distanced, but you're not micromanaging either. Doug has solved this problem by meeting rhythms and systems that help him manage without over-managing. Hi, Doug. Welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Doug, as a fellow Ohioan, I don't even know if that's what it's <laughs> called, but I'm from Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. Didn't you know, know that. You, yeah. You and I have talked before, caught up a little bit. I love hearing about your company, Wonderwall, and what's been going on with you guys and how you're growing. You're deeply invested in the success, not just of your company, but your team. I even loved like before you came on this podcast, we were talking, you, me and Kathy, and you were saying, hey, I even talked with the team about me being on the podcast and the kind of questions I'd be answering and they got to feed into it a little bit and give their thoughts, which is so awesome. We just love that you're involving your team. Uh, let me just start with the question, how has Wonderwall been doing lately? What's up with you guys? Doing very well. Um, this has been a really good year for us, um, probably the best one in about five years. Um, this is our ninth year going into our ninth year so it's pretty exciting to know that you know built this from a buddy and i together just had this you know mind meld and just kind of came to fruition and just grown year over year by just kind of branching out different territories and just different tasks that we can take on so it's a like i said it's been a pretty good year I'm very blessed that's awesome we love hearing that you know doug yeah, it's a, it's a, one of those things. It's a, you know, I call it a grind, but it's a good grind. It's it's a grind where you want to do better for the community, for the team, you know, for mm -hmm. our families, and just kind of make something like this, you know, in essence, this trade, really just kind of grow and prosper, and just kind of showcase our our true talents, which I um, I really appreciate. I know a lot of them are, you know, they they come within time, a lot of trial and error, but that's the beauty of it. 
So Doug, tell us, when did you realize it was time for you to start delegating more? It's a good question. So I started delegating um, about two years ago. I just knew that me being on the job every day, start to finish, and then trying to do the, the backhand stuff behind the scenes, you know, if it's the estimating or the social media, whatever it may be, the meet and greets with people. Let me just put trust. And that's what it comes down to, total trust in the team. And again, I go back to the word blessed. I think God just really put into this business, like good, good people and talented people who I can really trust to walk into a residence and from start to finish, be able to complete it and do a final walkthrough. Um, pretty much, you know, you know, with very little, you know, touch-ups here and there, but knowing that, okay, we've had this, this training system, you know, they've had the, the ins and outs of what to do. Just, you know, let them, let them do their thing, which is great. Hmm. So that being said, I've kind of delegated to my team and also outsourced some other bigger stuff, um, mm -hmm. such as a little bit of sales. So I have one uh, crew member, uh, Emma, she's been helping me do some sales and a little bit of networking, which is nice. And then Alyssa, she's our crew leader and she's, you know, fantastic with the clients. They both are. And they really help me kind of back off on just kind of being there all the time, full day, which is really nice. You know, it's a tough balance. Uh, for some people, it sounds like you got a great team, which I think you have a little bit to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sure it starts, like, it starts at the top. It so, does. So. Yeah, and I know you're being modest, but also you're giving credit where credit is due with the, you know, praising the people and their skills and their competence and, and all that stuff. But the way you hire makes a big difference. I think everybody would probably say that. I think you'd probably say that. Also, how you manage, how right. you not just bring people in and how you keep them in. So, you know, when, when I was thinking through this idea of delegation, you and I were talking, um, trust is such a big part of that. Matter of fact, I was thinking the question coming in, it's like, why, why is it so hard for people to delegate? But you said it because delegation is really total trust, mm -hmm. putting your company and your success and your profits and, and your legacy in someone right. else's hands. It's difficult for a reason. It's not just that, oh, we should all just trust implicitly. You know, we kind of have to get there because if you trust the wrong people or at the wrong time, you're in big trouble and it will affect negatively your profit and your legacy and all these things that you're trying to build in your company. So let me just ask you kind of, did you get to a point to where you, you felt like, yeah, I was trusting my team, but then I also learned the other side of the balance where I need to step back in a little bit. Was there a time where you're, you know, cause you had mentioned that before that I, I was doing that, that I also needed to step back in sometimes. And I had to learn when to do that. Sure. What, so what kind of was the time for you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I did step back in and I will step back in, you know, whenever needed, if it's to do, you know, a patch job or drywall repair or some wallpaper removal, just to kind of help them. If it's just spinning it along or we just have these training sessions, which are really nice. Hmm. And I, I, I get feedback from the team. You know, one thing that we started in January of this year uh, kind of fell off a little bit, but we would just have this like little five minute powwow each morning before you were on the job site. We would do a quick, Hey, what's going on? What's, what do you listen to? What's, what, what are you watching on Netflix? Just make it a fun. So mm. we're not just kind of heads down, you know, walking into work. So mm. that was really good. And the team really started opening up to me like, Hey, we should do this and we should do this. Uh, we built some systems in place. Um, kind of like a bin system for each project. The things are pretty cool. It's just basically, so 
I invested in this trailer about a year and a half ago. It's, it's a tiny little trailer, but I felt like that was growth alone. You know, it's, instead of working out of my pickup truck or now my SUV, mm-hmm. uh, we developed these like bin systems. I've got these bins from Lowe's and my wife got this labeler. So I labeled it literally one's called like wallpaper removal. One's called, you know, rollers and tape. One's called plaster repair. One's called cleanup. And in those bins, like your certain tools are in there and they're, and they're unique to the bin. So if I take out my cabinet, you know, bin, I should have like a degreaser in there, some rags, um, some sandpaper, you know, everything, but basically the paint should be in that bin. So it's ready mm-hmm. to go. Wallpaper removal. That bin has, you know, we use a lot of apple cider vinegar to remove wallpaper. So that's in there, the scrapers, the perforators, rags, you mm-hmm. name it, plastic. Um, so it beats just having a bin full of everything and a lot of tools that you're never going to use on a particular job. So everybody was able to learn that, but I had to be back on, once we had to be back on the job, but I wanted to be there. So it was all encompassing. We did the training. They knew what to do, how to pull things out of the trailer and, you know, and organize it and do all the little things that go into the job to complete it. And which makes us you know, a little bit quicker as well. So mm-hmm. in my mind, it's a little bit of a, a lean initiative to get to the job. They know what to do. We have the work orders in place. Um, you know, the crew leader's there. She could, you know, run through the, the project. Um, some of my other guys, my drywall repair guy who's on our staff, he can start his thing. And um, that's when I thought, okay, let me, let me, you know, be there and kind of show them what to do a little bit if there's any training. And then I could just, you know, go back to my, my normal you know, routine each day. Mm-hmm. We have like the Nick Mays of the world who are, he's got now a cabin in Wisconsin by the lake and he's, he's living a life, you know? Okay. You know who Nick May is? I was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the podcast. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. And so he's, he's a great advocate for business owners getting control of their lives, putting in good systems so you can get away and you could live the life you love. He says that all the time. But also he's an advocate of saying, but you have to have things right. You know, Mm -hmm. it can get to a point to where your team may lack leadership. And it sounds like you got to a point where you're like, okay, they need more training or systems. You talked about system, which the bin system is kind of interesting. I'd love to know where you got that. Um, And then you also talked about the ways that you could be present without it dragging you out of working on the business. Cause if you get dragged too far into it, then you're the one doing all the work and you're the one micromanaging to make sure it all happens. And it creates a dependence, which fosters disengagement. They say micromanagement fosters disengagement. Harvard business review had an article about that. And so how do you, so I'm not asking right now about the balance. We're going to ask that in a second. Sure. But when you got back into it, what were, let, let me just ask you, what were the symptoms of saying, Oh, okay. Uh, I need to get back in there and, and do some training and systems and some, some sort of uh, periodic presence? Some of it had to do with new employees that just didn't have the experience. Um, some of them had no experience at all. So like that, let me just, you know, show them the ropes a little bit um, right from the get-go, how to, you know, to properly open up a paint can to, you know, mm-hmm. rolling out walls to do the little things. So when I've hired people, and I've had some turnover in the last couple of years, and I just thought, I didn't read this anywhere, didn't hear about it. But I thought, let me just have a new employee comes on board with very little to no experience. Just have them kind of shadow myself or somebody else for a day or two. And I had one person to kind of follow me. They actually took notes, 
took notes of everything. Like they didn't know why wow, you actually put like drop cloths down on the floor when you do an interior, like all the little things wow. like, taking off the outlet. I do have work instructions for our interior projects uh, from setup to close out. So they have checklists. Um, they know what to do. It's kind of sequential. When you had somebody taking notes, was that you had them take notes so you can? No, they wanted to. There was their own initiative. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Did, okay. Perfect. Um, but I said, did you so, use them as SOPs? Um, you yeah. know what? I, I am going to start using SOPs and put them into practice. Um, I have a lot of really, really good ideas. Um, but I know if it doesn't, if it's not on paper, it does not exist. Gotcha. <laughs> right. So that, that's that's a, true. That's goal for 2023, honestly, is nice. you know, SOPs. I mean, we have work instructions. But again, it's a it's a sequential list of, of things to do. Not really mm-hmm. in a hierarchy state, but it's it's something to do before each job gets closed out and we move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but hopefully that answers that. So it's just it wasn't a huge conglomerate of things. Just little things like that. Well, let me just get back there and do a little bit more training. Or hey, we're going to do this instead of this. Right. So one thing we decided to do last year really wasn't a my decision, again, it was input from the from the crew is we kind of tailored our business. And I thought, let me just kind of, I need that focus. And we have our, 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 our market, you know, our kind of core market, but let's find our niche, niche down and find out what we actually want to do in this industry. And we essentially, I don't want to say completely did away with exteriors, but we have focused on interior residential repaints. Mm-hmm. We do a little bit of commercial work, not much. And it's really helped us, helped us through the winter. Um, even with, you know, rainy days, we're still inside. Um, we don't have to deal with, you know, super high, you know, heights anymore. Um, not to say we won't do them, but, you know, the interior aspect is really nice. And um, and the crew is happy. And, and, you know, I love the SOP because that enables you to duplicate yourself a hundred times, 200 times, because you know, it's just like using estimate rocket. You know, you, when you're, when you first start with estimate rocket, you're uploading your templates and your materials and we're figuring out, we're doing job costing with you and figuring out the profitability so that we're, you're always looking, your estimators are always looking at that profitability margin and they know that they need to meet that or get really close to that in order for the company to make a healthy amount of profit with every job. And with your SOP, you're almost doing the same thing. You're you're setting up guidelines so that you could send 50 people out on the road and they're going to follow those guidelines and they know that they haven't completed the job perfectly unless every single step is checkmarked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, it is a checklist um for for each project, you know, we can kind of go through and just make sure, you know, things are you know are done properly. Um not to say that it, it gets rid of all the callbacks I and mean, we still get some callbacks from mm-hmm. here and there. It's just natural on any, on any trade, I would say, but it is helpful knowing, okay, that's where the peace of mind comes in as a business owner is, you know, I've developed this, it's in writing, they have mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, and another thing is an employee agreement manual um, that they sign off on once they are hired uh, their day to hire. That's just, you know, you know, part of the paperwork that they complete and, you know, keep on file. Nice. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Doug, tell us how how are you trying to improve 
um, getting into the groove, striking a balance with your team without micromanaging or over distancing yourself? Sure. Um, well, I, I do still like to show up at the, the job every day. So I'm there. Um, if it's just for a few minutes, like this morning, I had a, um, a meeting at nine. So I knew that it was important for them to get in, close out a job today. Uh, we'll start another project tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I know, you know, just kind of being there and being present. We also do a lot of meetings on hand where we'll get together so they, they know expectation-wise here's what's coming up. So mm-hmm. we talk about vacations. We talk about, you know, days where they have a doctor appointment. They know when I'm going to be away. Um, it's just a form of just communication. Who's doing what? And I get feedback from them, which is great. And I let them know, hey, listen, we have this empty house, this whole interior, you know, six bedroom, three bath, blah, blah, blah. All hands on deck. Who's available to do this? And mm-hmm. have another sheetrock repair job. It's a two-day job. Any takers on that. And it, it's good to know, okay, I put my trust in them that way. But mm-hmm. those little meetings like that, so they know, okay, it's peace of mind on their part. Hey, yes, there's work for a while, for, you know, many weeks now, which is great. And, you know, you know, say my piece there and then, you know, you know, away I go. Right. And that's and your I, five. Go ahead, Kathy. And I think it's so empowering to the team. I know it is for um, the estimate rocket. Uh, team here, and including myself, is that when you know your meeting rhythms, it 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 really um, makes actually makes me feel at ease. I love knowing that I have daily huddles, I have weekly huddles, and I have monthly um, and quarterly meetings that I attend, and it makes me feel like I'm organized and I'm on top of everything. Because when you're meeting with your manager every single day, even if it's only for 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, what is he expecting me to do that isn't on my list? Cause I am a list keeper. So so what am I expected to do? And our meeting rhythms here, we don't break them. They're very important. Um, it has to be something really, really important for you not to attend a meeting and it keeps us all on the same page and all communicating well. So I'm, I'm a really big believer in meeting rhythms. Sure. Absolutely. I I think they're healthy, you know, for the company. And Mm -hmm. if I didn't do that, I think, you know, things can get sideways and sideways pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen it, um, I can attest to that. You know, another thing as far as like you mentioned, like the, the I guess the micromanaging is, you know, we use Estimate Rocket. Um, I have trained Emma in Estimate Rocket, um, mm-hmm. you know, just basic segments nice. at least. And I use it pretty much, I use it every day, number one, but I use it for, our, you know, just opening up a work order. So the crew will have the work order. So they know, okay, we're just painting the living room walls and dining room walls. And it specifies we're not painting any ceilings, you know, without that, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just verbal and somebody could get misconstrued or miscommunicated mm-hmm. because, well, I think Doug said yes to the ceilings and then <laughs> yeah, they're to reach me. And then they're going to the paint store to buy ceiling paint, which is right. okay. So there's money right there. Yeah. There goes <laughs> your profit. And time, which is, you know, that's, that's money. It's labor as well. Right. So I think having the, uh, that platform readily available mm-hmm. on my phone, uh, iPad, computer, whatever, uh, it helps me track and control the job, even from afar, from you know, mm-hmm. my wife, 
son and I are on vacation or I'm home or whatever, I can see the real numbers, which I've really been attracted to and kind of taught myself a lot on this platform. And so much to say that we've essentially, in the last two years, I've kind of gone paperless, which is I'm very proud of um, all of our wow. receipts, paint supplier, all the, the receipts get emailed to me and I just take a snapshot a photo and I dump it right into the particular project in Estimate Rocket. So awesome. I can look Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Jones and see all the receipts. And, you know, wow. so that's one segment. And then, uh, you know, the pictures of before and after photos. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, you know, even the little things behind the scenes, like our taxes, you know, they're paid up front from our payroll provider. Uh, the workman's compensation that's paid behind the scenes or company insurance, uh, you know, that's paid, you know, either on like auto withdrawal. So it's kind of, it just kind of runs on its own. I don't like the little things that make the engine run, you know, they're done, you know, behind the scenes, yet they're so important. They keep, keep us afloat and keep us in business. Right. So. Wow. Wow. Well, I love hearing about all the systems. I mean, there's definitely a reason why you're experiencing the growth that you are and, and the team's bonding the way it is and developing some ra- radical trust, which, you know, that's kind of a, a little bit of an anomaly for some companies. Like, how do you build that? How do you get, uh, you know, I've heard so many owners, I don't want to sell anybody out, but I mean, it's tough finding a good team in good labor. Yeah. Part of the labor problem is not just finding people to work. It's finding people you could trust um, mm-hmm. to do the right job, but also to do the right thing. And, mm-hmm. and those are kind of different. We, we've talked to somebody before they were on a podcast and we were talking about um, competence as a piece of trust, but mm-hmm. then ethics is another mm-hmm. part of that. Right. You know, can I trust them to do not just a good job, but the right thing. So the fact that you're experiencing that on your team tells me you're doing something right. I love hearing about it. Um, I would love to talk with you more in the future. I know there's all kinds of things we could talk about, uh, some of those systems in there, but thanks for being on the podcast and sharing a little bit with us. And, um, we really wish you the best. And uh, I know Wonderwall is going to be doing some wonderful things <laughs> in the future. I love it. Thank you both. I definitely appreciate your time. It's been wonderful being on this podcast. Oh, Doug, it's our pleasure. And I can't wait to have part two with you. Oh, great. Looking forward to it already. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. If it's not on paper, it does not exist.